Hey, and welcome back to Building a Better You podcast. I am like so ultra excited because my best friend, Bethany Smith, aka BeFit, um, is here with me today, and we are going to be talking about how to diet to better your physique. So, Bethany. Hello, I am happy to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, just some background. Basically, um, I met Bethany summer of 2020. Yes. Yeah, um, and we just instantly became best friends. She was like the girl with the humongous quads that I saw <laughs> at the gym but never talked to because I was like, oh, I'm intimidated by those quads. Um, anyhow, she's insane. I'm going to put her Instagram um, down below for you all to check her out. Uh, she also does online coaching if you want to share a little bit about your business. Yeah, so I started my own business at the beginning of 2020 and fully online coach. So I do like the meal plans, training, and a lot of like mindset, habit building, all that kind of stuff. So that's been going really, really well. I just, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I'm, I do in-person personal training as well. So I've been doing that for three years now, which is crazy. But yeah, passion is, I mean, fitness is definitely a passion of mine, and I just love some training. Yeah, definitely. Bethany has been a huge um, influence in my life for helping me to get started um, with coaching myself and then personal training, and really just, honestly, we just push each other to be better. Like, I could not ask for a better friend and like someone to share the same passions with me, which is why I'm excited to have her on uh, for us to talk about some things. So, we're going to jump right in. The first thing I wanted to talk about, which me and Bethany, I mean, we're always talking about health or like coaching, bodybuilding and stuff like this all the time. So um, the first thing we wanted to share is about dieting the wrong way. So you kind of see this a lot where you see um, people who are always really focused on how do I diet? You know, I need to cut more calories. I need to do more cardio. Like I don't need to eat as much and um, all these things, I think kind of stigmas, that go along with what it means to be healthy that we kind of just want to debunk um, and like change your mindsets on how to actually be healthy and set yourself up for long-term success. Yeah, and something that I really like to explain about diet culture in general is just honestly just like redefine the word diet. So like diet diet alone is just simply what you eat and why you eat it. So your diet could be you could be a vegan. That is your diet. It doesn't mean that you are restricting calories and that you are in a deficit. It, that is just what you're eating and why. And so dieting has a negative connotation to it of kind of like a restriction mindset a lot of times because oh, that yeah, has good. a lot of people's experience with dieting. But yeah, just kind of like redefining it from the get-go. And so when we refer to the word diet, even on this podcast and just as coaches, we're just referring to just simply like what you eat and why. Right. No, that's a very, very good point. Um, And I think also what you eat itself is something that people don't even know what they're eating before they even want to go into a diet. So, you know, I totally get it. I would not think about how many calories am I eating before I started bodybuilding or any of that. So that's normal, I'd say. I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily wrong with it. But if you really do want the best, most structured approach to bettering your body and your physique and even going into a um, cut if needed or surplus or whatever, you need to understand what you're eating and how much you're eating before you can even do anything for sure. Yeah, it kind of starts with mindset and also at all of knowledge is going to set you it's going to set yourself up for just like a better 
diet journey and just like fitness journey overall when you kind of start from that place right so i think a lot of times people think too much in the short term um and they forget about the actual long-term benefits of being healthy where it's more like all right i want to get lean this summer okay well then what are you going to do after the summer you know what are you going to do to get lean you know what do you do outside of this quote-unquote diet um to make yourself healthy and if it's nothing then you're just only having like a short-term gratification period. So we're just gonna go ahead and get into how to have that long-term success and how to build, <laughs> build a better you. Hello, mm-hmm. podcast. Um, yeah, just build the best version of yourself for the long run, which is most important. Yeah, so, so I think for both of us, cause we do have that, um, you know, we are trainers and kind of put a lot of fitness content out. So we do get a lot of questions like how, you know, do you have a physique like that? Um, How do you look like that? How do you get abs? You know, especially like as a female. And so really like my short answer for someone is I just simply say like proper diet and training for years. For me personally, it's been like four years. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like as simple as that. But I obviously can dive into, we're going to dive into like what that actually looked like. For me and Sierra as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Someone actually, like, slid up on my story the other day. It was of Bethany. And they are like, how do we get shoulders like that? And my response was, um, she's trained for years and ate enough food. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's a super simple answer, but also that's, like, the complete truth. Um, like, Bethany, we're not recording this one for YouTube, unfortunately, but... If you go stalk her page, (laughs) she has, like, some transformations of her before she um, is where she's at now. And she has an absolutely out-of-this-world physique. Like, the amount of muscle and maturity she has is, like, insane. Um, But if you look back at, what, four years ago, five years ago? Like, you're like, that's not the same girl. Like, she has, like, small, slender arms and, like, you know? So it's definitely... Um, time and consistency. You have to be willing to put in the work for more than just the short term to be able to see the actual long term gain. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to go ahead and just like share about your your journey, yeah. So, um, that's funny because like my arms were so small. Like honestly, growing up, I had a nickname that was like the runt. Like literally, <laughs> my funny. friends would be like, "You're the runt of the family," and all this stuff because I was just that tiny and like literally was called like scrawny like that kind of just tiny um little little but I like could not fit in size extra small aeropostale even like in middle school that is a vivid memory of mine anyways so we are starting very small but basically um you know as I've gotten to college still was not really into fitness but I played sports all my life definitely had a passion for sports so I had that athletic build but was at a body fat percentage of like 29% body fat um weighed 130 pounds as a freshman and sophomore in college before starting my fitness journey I would say because I went to the gym but it would be like one or two times a week very randomly did not pay attention to my diet did not know what protein was um so that all led into you know, actually falling in love with fitness. So being consistent now, it's been like four solid years. And, you know, from where I was starting to now, just over the course of four years, I've gained 
a lot of muscle, obviously, but gained weight on the scale as well. So now I'm sitting at like 138, 140 pounds. And currently I'm actually in like a, I'm doing a cut right now. So I'm at a really low body fat percentage temporarily. So right now I'm at like 13% body fat, but I weigh 138 pounds, um, which just goes to show that because my starting point was like 29% body fat, only 130 pounds, gaining weight is definitely not the enemy. Like she shouldn't be scared of that because like, um, you can look so much even more lean and just so much better and stronger and just more confident, like have the body that you desire. And that might look like more weight on the scale. Um, that definitely can be heavier since muscle does weigh heavier, but yeah, that's basically my kind of transformation in a nutshell. And just one thing, last thing I want to add is just during the four years of just pure like body recomposition that I've done, only about like 10 months of that was in a deficit and not 10 months straight, but like I did different cuts for different reasons. Um, you know, like a summer cut one time, and then I was in a, comp- a physique competition. And so those just under a year out of like four 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 years was only in a deficit and so that just like speaks to how dieting is not the answer to a lean physique especially long term um because the majority of my own fitness journey of what got my physique here was definitely not spent in a deficit but basically around maintenance which we'll get into a little bit later yeah super good it's actually really crazy just to compare numbers themselves um, like put numbers to a body and you're like, oh, like, how do you weigh, you know, you weigh more now, but you're way leaner. You know, it's just it's how it works. Put on the muscle. Um, but I'll, I'll share a little bit about me. I've kind of talked about this in another podcast, I believe, but basically, um, I did not really get specific into my nutrition and training until summer of 2019 when I did my first show. Um, before that, but however, like I had been working out for, uh, I started working out probably when I was like 16, like in high school, you know, but at the same time, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was still working out. And then, you know, through the first couple years of college, I was always in the gym, probably like five days a week. Um, but I was not training like with a specific program and I didn't have the same knowledge on how to really properly train that I do now, but Uh, needless to say, I was working out for, um, several years before starting bodybuilding, but, um, just to throw some numbers out for y'all. So when I started summer of 2019, it was around August, July, August, I was like 137. Um, and now, you know, almost two years later, I'm like 134. But if you compare pictures, you know, it's like, uh, what is that? Like three pounds different, but I was way um less lean then um and I have a lot more muscle and like more lean now so basically same thing as Bethany just like a two-year body recomposition from being super focused on my nutrition and training and being consistent in what I do um which we're going to share more specifics on what to do now yeah I also want to add to your your transformation is insane like I have a friend who (laughs) looked at your post the other day of a just like side-by-side picture and they had zero clue that like you hadn't always been like lean oh shoot yeah it was her trans yeah sierra's transformation is insane too so definitely look that up yeah 
in the Insta. Sweet. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So first thing we're going to hit on as far as diet itself, as far as what you're eating, is protein. You know, protein is extremely foundational. You know, people hear about it all the time. You know, I hear, I have people ask me questions like, I don't know what to eat. Do I, do I have, am I supposed to have protein powder? Like, you know, <laughs> like all these questions. The main thing is, is like, you just got to eat protein. And the reason for that is protein is what is going to actually build your body. So things like fats and carbs are going to help fuel your body for its normal processes and for training itself. Um, but protein is what is going to build your muscles because your muscles are made of protein. Yeah, so... I cannot just like preach protein enough. Literally, um, this woman is talking about high protein every day. All the time. <laughs> I had this side note. My literal wedding website oh called for gosh. like, you're like, what do you want the password to be? <laughs> and I said protein. Because I yeah. hope I can like remind some people just like to have that protein that day. Um, no, but high protein diet is, I think, also kind of hard for people to really picture because everyone a normal American diet is not high protein. And so when you transition to a high protein diet, it's it's hard to adjust to. And it's also, um, you know, surprisingly high for a lot of people. Yeah. But, you know, even if these numbers that we're about to, that I'm about to like explain of like, what is the, what are those ideal protein targets? Um, you know, if it is high, definitely work your way up to that. So if you're currently eating like, 60 grams of protein a day just try and get a little bit more and then just try your best to like increase protein to where your target needs to be but yeah all that to say high protein diet I structure mine with my clients I calculate it based off lean body mass and also in kilograms this is a, this is a formula you can write down and you can use if you want to it is it sounds a bit complicated but I can break it down Basically, I do a range of like 2.4 to 2.6 grams of protein per kilogram of lean body mass. So that lean body mass has to be calculated from your body fat composition, um, your body fat percentage, basically. So if you don't know that, um, there's definitely ways to kind of like roughly get an average of what your body composition could be just kind of like referencing pictures online obviously and just like looking at your own physique but another just kind of very simplified answer of what your protein could look like is I tell people basically just eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight and that definitely is a rough average not like an you know all-inclusive one-size-fits-all but that is also a good starting point as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think also what she was saying, how, you know, if you're only at like 60 or 80 grams a day, don't try to go ahead and make your goal like 130, you know, make it like do small steps that you can actually um, hit, you know, don't make huge goals first, do the little baby goals and then work out from there. But anyway, yes, very good explanation on protein. Um, so how to eat protein or slash eat in general throughout the day so I always like to go by eating four to six really more like four to five I don't eat I don't know many people eat six meals a day if you're like a larger male or um you know some of these bodybuilders eat six meals a day but it's not really sustainable um so think about like four to five meals a day and when people hear meals they're like oh my gosh like that's a lot and at first it is but there's like reasoning 
behind why you want to split it up and specifically with protein. So, you know, when you're, you're working out, you want to maximize uh, the amount of muscle you can build. And if you're only eating like maybe one to two full meals a day, like I think there's a lot of um, growth that's kind of left out because of the way you're structuring your food and like slash not eating enough food. Uh, so splitting up protein throughout the day is what's going to help maximize what's called muscle protein synthesis. It sounds really sciencey. Basically, it just means building muscle. Um, so I've, I used to think this was a thing where I heard when I was younger, oh, you can only, um, use this much, like absorb this much protein at a time. And it's like, that's actually a myth because absorption just means that it's going to your bloodstream. So like, no matter how much you eat, you're going to, you're going to absorb it, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to use all of it at once to help you build that muscle because we all kind of have an upper limit. Um, in a way, so it's like splitting up your protein throughout the day uh, is going to help you increase basically your muscle protein synthesis um, instead of trying to fit all of it in just a couple meals or like not eat enough of it. Uh, and that's that's where I'll leave that. Yeah, I think the most important thing is you know definitely getting your hitting your target of protein per day. But then a very close second priority is definitely distributing that throughout the day. And there's so many other benefits of just a high-protein meals throughout the day in general. It really stabilizes your blood sugar and keeps you full throughout the day, which is a huge factor of why um, it's like your best friend for dieting is because if you are staying full, if your energy is, um, you know, good with the blood pressure steadily throughout the day, that's going to increase your training that's going to lessen like you know curb cravings and stuff like that so that's just another reason that why high protein diet just works really well for dieting overall yeah and there was just this one study that i'll reference that i got from um jeff nippard's body recomposition book which is super great honestly that book i recommend to people who are trying to understand food it just breaks everything down super well um and gives you like a really good foundation as to understanding nutrition and training so um Rehomposition guide, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I recommend. Um, but basically, there were three groups. One of them was low protein. Uh, two were high protein. Um, the, there was one high protein group that was only three meals a day. Another one that was six meals a day. Um, and then the low protein group was also three meals a day. So basically, for the first 28 days, they just ate at their maintenance calories. Um, and then the last 28 days, they're at a bit of a deficit. So the study showed that the first 28 days, both high protein groups had recomposition meaning that they built muscle that 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 at that time um and lost fat or either maintained fat and still built muscle whereas the um last 28 days all of them lost weight but the group that had high protein and six meals um lost the most amount of body fat percent so you also have to think about when you're dieting it's not just about oh i lost this much weight you want to maximize the amount of body fat itself that you're losing and having high protein is going to help retain more muscle while you're in a cut um, and also even build muscle throughout basically any season that you're in um so Mm -hmm. so yeah whether you are in a surplus in a deficit or at maintenance high protein diet stays the same and even a lot of times the protein, the grams of protein per day itself can stay the same. 
Um, obviously, macros are dependent on many things, but overall, it really is because you just, at the end of the day, you want your muscle building to be greater than your muscle breakdown when like in a deficit specifically because you have the added stress hormones um, if you're doing added training and your body's in a more stressful sleep state um, if you aren't getting as much sleep like uh, there are a lot of other factors to optimize um, body composition as well so having a high protein um, is obviously just going to like we keep saying, just optimize muscle protein synthesis to build, 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 develop, and also just sustain the muscle if we are in a harsh deficit at times. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I'm actually also going to turn this next one over to Bethany is just talking about calories overall and how you, um, how you view that for people. Yeah. So with calories overall, like, you know, obviously that's a big question of where, how many calories you should be eating a day and like I said earlier like the majority of my fitness journey like how I've created the physique I have today was predominantly in maintenance calories like so I just want to go over what your metabolism is um, let's first talk about what maintenance is for people who may not know. yeah yeah so your maintenance is simply just like what your body how many calories your body maintains on so if you're eating 2,000 calories a day and you're not gaining or losing any weight, then that is your maintenance calories. Yes. And so your maintenance calories, um, aka metabolism as well, because your metabolism is basically just how many calories you burn a day. And so that is based off something called your BMR, basal metabolic rate, which is based off your body composition. Um, and so... It's also based off your physical activity, which includes your actual exercise at the gym, but also your non-exercise related physical activity at the gym. So that's called your NEAT as well. So BMR, just your body composition, um, your NEAT, and then also something called the thermic effect of food. And it's the calories that you burn just digesting food and things like that. So let's talk about the BMR. Your BMR, and this is why muscle building is so important to increase your metabolism is because your your body needs calories to just survive. Like if you're laying in bed all day, you're still burning a, your, the vast majority of your calories that you burn every single day because your organs need calories. You just need calories to survive, right? Um, and so when you have more lean muscle mass in your body, that is just more expensive, meaning like you're burning more calories to keep alive the more lean yeah. muscle mass rather than like fat tissue. And so over time, when you're building more lean muscle mass, you're going to just expend more calories every single day. So like for me, I back to just like when I first started four years ago comparing now my BMR is up like 200 calories um, according to like some DEXA scans that I've had and so that is simply just because not that I weigh more because my weight was pretty much the same age wasn't that difference on obviously and then obviously and then 
it's I'm the same person. So gender, everything the same. We didn't switch. Yeah. And so <laughs> literally everything the same. No surgeries were taking place. Right. Um, um, and so, but I'm burning 200 calories more than I did. So that just shows alone of how, of why just building a better composition, body composition is just so beneficial and like just developing your muscle overall. Um, so that is your BMR. So a big chunk of your metabolism of your maintenance calories. Another big thing is your physical activity. So obviously, like I said, your workouts in the gym, any added cardio, but a big indicator or a big thing that kind of is very, very individual is something called your NEAT. So it's like your non-exercise energy expenditure. So that is dependent on your occupation. That's dependent on literally just, you know, you see that person that has like ADHD and they just yeah. like can't Even like s- literally fidgeting. Yeah, like can't stand still and they're just always like walking around or like I think of like my mom, how she can never sit down at the house. Like she's always just like moving and doing something. And she's generally generally more lean than maybe someone with a lifestyle with like a desk job to where they're like sitting all day. They don't get a lot of steps in. Um, And so that is just dependent on literally your lifestyle in itself. Um, And then another part of your metabolism is that thermic effect of food, which is another reason why protein is so good for dieting and everything because... Um, basically how I explain thermic effect of food is just the calories you burn digesting your food, put very simply. So carbs, when you eat carbs, the thermic effect of basically how many calories is being burned just digesting carbohydrates is only like one to 3%. When you're eating fats, only about two to 6% is, um, of those calories are burned just by digesting it. But protein is a whole thirty percent. We love that. And we love fiber is also up there with thirty yes. percent. So protein has the highest thermic. Effect. That is just insane. So like, and that's not something you're gonna calculate like sub- subtract thirty no. percent of my protein from calories this day. But um, it is something that adds to why high protein diets just promote a lean physique and better body composition in general um and so yeah all of this is your to find your maintenance calories also you can have you can look up different like calculators that are online and it asks you your like gender and age and things like that but these unfortunately are not very accurate or consistent they're really only accurate for about 60 percent of people Um, yeah. And so because like I just explained, like all of these variables that make up your metabolism are so individual, like individual on your diet, not only on just like your age and weight on the scale, but but because of your like lifestyle and stuff like that. So the best way to find your maintenance is if you tracked for at least like seven days straight, like tracked everything you're eating drinking all the calories consumed throughout your day and weigh yourself every single morning after going to the bathroom before eating or drinking anything and just look at compare your weigh-ins and if you're essentially not like gaining or losing any weight obviously there's fluctuations based on other things but that would be 
your maintenance calories. And your maintenance calories is within, it's a range. you know, a range. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just like yeah. some magic number on the dot. Yeah. I, honestly, I recommend doing like two weeks versus one week. I mean, mm-hmm. one week you can, but two weeks is just going to be much more accurate. Like the longer you do it, yeah. the less variability you're going to have. Because I mean... Like, let's say one week you went out to eat, like, a couple times more than you normally would, you know? So, it's, like, two weeks just gives you less variability. You can average your calories between each week, average your weigh-ins, um, and then just kind of compare and see see if you, you're a bit higher, a bit lower, about the same. Um, and, and, again, like Bethany said, your maintenance is not a harsh number. Um, there is no one number. It is definitely a range. So, um, you know, finding something within that range that makes sense to you um would be uh, about your maintenance calories and so that is kind of what you need to know in order to understand how much you um are eating and then also understand how much you should be eating which i think is something else we can go into real quick it's basically what i said at the beginning is when people you know we want to go into a diet but they don't even know how much they're eating well how do you even know how much to cut you know how do you know how much to add um all of those things and so you I am big we're both big on like putting your health first so your Mm -hmm. long-term health should be 100% first before going into a diet so if you know let's say you're a female and you're only eating like 1200 calories a day well if you try to go into a cut you're really not putting yourself up for success at all because you have to put your health first like 1200 calories is not enough um, you need to be focusing on increasing food and eating more, which that in itself can just lead to a better body composition, um, which is kind of a whole nother topic of just body recomposition itself. But when you start feeding your body and feeding it properly, even feeding it more, your body's going to have a better response and it's going to be able to, um, maintain and create a better composition because of that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's definitely, like, indicators of, you know, a, a healthy metabolism, like, if you are at that healthy spot, and so, you know, we can't really, this isn't, like, one number for everyone, obviously, because it is very dependent on the individual, but just kind of, like, something to think about is, like, females, for eating, like, 2,000 calories a day, that might sound like a lot, but that really isn't, you know, a lot of calories or like too much. That's a, it's a really good place to be in. Yeah, that's a good kind of a baseline goal. Yeah. For sure. And like part of increasing your food is going to be part of increasing your metabolism like we were just saying as well. So, um, you know, it's not about, oh, let me just try to increase, you know, 800 calories right now. No, it's about a slow and steady um, working on increasing your food and being aware of what you're eating is that's going to set you up for success. Um, because I mean, literally what we were saying before, you know, our bodies weren't built in a deficit. They weren't, they were built mainly at maintenance slash slight surplus, you know, like right now I I did a show, um, this past November. So it's been like since November, I don't know how many months, that's probably like six months almost or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, I've been reversing ever since, but I, I kind of hit my top calories recently, probably like a month ago. So I'm at just over 2,700 calories. Um, and like that right now is really like my maintenance and I say maintenance, meaning like it wasn't my maintenance like six months ago because I was in a prep and I was eating like just over 1300 calories. So increasing your food is something that should take time 
but like doing it slowly um, and with the proper approach, your your metabolism's going to pick up and it's going to be able to handle that food um, and maintain a body composition um, without you know gaining excess fat because you've slowly built up your metabolism while you're increasing your food. Yeah, that's a really good point. And before, so I also did like a physique competition and then reversed out of that. And I was maintaining on about like 2,400 calories, which for me, that was like a perfect spot that I could just, it it really just fit my lifestyle well, because again, it comes at the end of the day, like you want to have a good, healthy quality of life, which means you shouldn't be afraid to go out to eat with friends or drink on the weekend if you want to, or go on vacation and your weight's not going to drastically fluctuate all the time. Because if I'm, you know, trying purposefully trying to build my metabolism, which is not transformation you see in the mirror. So it's hard to just like trust the system and know that you're building something that you can't visibly like see the difference of, but the rewards of building your metabolism, I just can't speak it enough because you can truly, you know, eat fit in a lot of your favorite foods, be full every single day, like have energy for your, for the gym, um, really push your training sessions. Like all of that is, there's so many benefits of eating enough food into being at a place to where it does fit your lifestyle and that should be the ultimate goal is just to increase your metabolism enough um through building muscle through a high protein diet so you can just live the lifestyle you want on how many calories that calls for yeah very good explanation so basically if you're serious about changing your body and you really want to like you have to focus on eating more rather than less i think a lot of times for people Um, and that's kind of just what we wanted to say is, you know, you have to, it takes years of training in order to really get to where you want to be. Like me and Bethany, we're very happy with where we're at, but of course, like we still want to be better and look better. And we know that it's going to take years to get there. And like, that's totally fine with us. Um, so if you're serious about changing your body, changing your physique, um, and bettering yourself, you have to focus on your nutrition first and foremost, and make that the foundation of not just like a period of time or like a cut or a diet. It's like how you live daily. And it should be like Bethany was saying, it should be sustainable and something that, um, like we look forward to everything we eat every day. We were just talking about yes, that. Yes. We're like, I cannot yes. pick a favorite meal. I literally love everything I eat and I, I made it myself. I, I, you know, I knew what the macros in there were, <clears throat> excuse me. I knew what the macros needed to be where I was at, you know, my calories. And I was like, okay, these are the foods I want and I like, and I love, and I, I eat them every day. And, and I, I am, get tired of it. I am the worst cook. And bake like I am the worst at like everything, and I still just you know if I have certain food cravings, like I love some good like chipotle bowl, so I try to replicate that at home every single day, and I like look forward to it so much. Um, but yeah, looking forward to your feel your to your food, and just looking at it in a positive light is definitely really important. And just back to like kind of like the diet culture. Um, I just want to speak a little bit to the kind of like the yo-yo effect of how that's just simply not going to progress you in the long run is if you have, so like basically if you, you know, if it's springtime and you're wanting to diet for summer, right. And so you just like hit it hard, pedal to the metal, like let's diet, diet, diet for a few months. And then all of a sudden you're like burnt out and because you push yourself too hard. And then also you're like, well, it's fine. 
holidays are coming, winter is coming, so we can just Hibernation do a season. surplus. Okay, <laughs> let's call it bulking and let's just like eat eat out all the time. Um, and so then you can kind of go into basically just like swinging back and yeah, forth. Yeah, so it's like, like you're up and you're down. Even that looks like if you're someone who like eats barely in the week and then eats a whole bunch on the weekend. Yeah, like that can that even too. be in that kind of time time scale or even larger. So, but even even if you are very serious about it and you're like, okay, I really want to cut, like, let's do like a full six month diet or whatever, and then or you know three, four, five. Yeah, whatever. three like just just a few months of like hardcore dieting, but you're just like beginning or something, and then you change your mind and you're like, okay, like I'm hungry all the time. Like, let's just like build muscle. And like, you're just kind of indecisive with your goals or really just not like accepting the season that you're in. Um, and so that back and forth as well of just like, okay, let's just try and grow muscle. And then you're just at that place for a few months instead of giving it time giving your body time to really grow and maximize building muscle in a longer season, um, you know, like a full year even of just like focusing on building muscle. That takes a lot of patience and just redirecting in your head of like, okay, let me just embrace this season of growth, even though I'm not going to have like as low as body fat percentage, but that is going to come. Um, That is just like really important to keep in mind too. And kind of like, really the point I want to get across is that, you know, again, in my own fitness journey, like it was three out of the four years were spent in maintenance. Um, and so it was not spent in just like crazy restriction and dieting and less calories and less calories. It was really built on like, you know, focusing on my training, but also like incorporating high protein, High protein, high protein, high, high protein, protein, y'all. Um, and and definitely eating like enough calories. For yeah, sure. yeah. So that kind of wraps it up. I mean, it's we just kind of gave the science behind some things, as well as the foundation to how how to set up your calories in your diet, and then also um, a big takeaway is just your mindset towards health itself, because um, your health comes before your you know, that desired physique you may have. Um, so understanding that. So that is all we have today. Super glad Bethany was here to join me. Um, she will definitely be on another. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes, of course. All right. See y'all in the next one, or I guess I won't see you. Whatever. Bye. <laughs>